is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome to episode 41. This week, we're going to do something that I believe we've been wanting to talk about for a while. It is the beginning of the Umbara arc with General Krell and the 501st. Um, so this week, we're going to do Darkness on Umbara and the General and speaking of general or wait no he's not a general what are you a commander ah commander quatros is my name <laughs> aka fours aka fours life aka human cyborg relations <laughs> aka beep, 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 beep. uh now i got to uh i got to say little fours was listening to the podcast oh yeah yeah and she's like, she's like, she calls me Poppy. She's like, Poppy, Poppy. She runs over to me. She's like, Poppy, Poppy, you are, you're, the AKAs don't work for you. They don't do the AKAs. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> she's not down with the AKAs. Huh? She's not down with the AKAs. <laughs> like the actual AKA part or all the extra names? All the extra names, all the extra titles. She doesn't like oh. it. <laughs> titles? titles titles <laughs> wow she's setting you straight <laughs> yeah that's why i have to make sure you know that i, I need to come up with more now <laughs> just to get her upset <laughs> i'm sure you were up for the challenge <laughs> oh and as per usual i am fives fives <laughs> oh. fives life does that work <laughs> yeah I don't, nothing really works. <laughs> the only other one I've got is number Johnny Fives. <laughs> fives. Oh, there you go, Johnny Fives. Right, it kind of works. Kind of works a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of a, a little reveal there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a couple levels. Right. So yeah, man, the Umbara arc. Yeah. I just want to say really quick that this is like these first two episodes i mean the whole arc is great it's some of the best clone wars ever but these first two episodes are like kind of saving private ryan action-packed yes very really, much so like really intense battles and then the dialogue i've been i've been wanting to ask you and and you may not have an answer but there's something about these episodes that remind me of some of the older war movies and I'm like, is the dialogue like kind of apocalypse now-ish maybe? Just some of the parts? Yeah, I think there's a lot of influences here with uh, Vietnam War and the, mm-hmm. civ- and, in the, in the Civil War. There's, you know, trench warfare-ish type things. There's also like some World War One, you know, ideas or, uh, you know, themes, I guess. So I think there's a lot... They're, they're pulling from 
to uh to say a bunch of um say a bunch of stuff about leadership and uh and um the everyday you know grunt soldiers life and um their their place in the battlefield and and how and i think you feel it i think i feel it when i watch these episodes you know from their point of view it's like mm-hmm. um i'm like man this you know lack of better words this sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, big time yeah when I, when I first watched these episodes i wanted to talk about this to, to go back to your earlier point about we were wanting to talk about these episodes like when i first watched these i remember texting you i'm like whoa this is some good stuff this is some heavy stuff like yeah this definitely needs to come you know we definitely need to be talking about these one day and uh for free you know for various reasons it's always been on the list. It's just one thing would just, you know, step Man- over it. And, yeah. yeah. The Mandalorian would show up or, you know, right. we'd have some sort of like quiz we wanted to do or something. I don't know. So it would always be a very, some various reasons, but like it, it was always right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember those. Uh, I remember your texts like, oh man, we got to do some shows on this stuff. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we do. Like, yeah. I remember I remember when you texted me that you watched them. I like, I think later on that day or the next day watched all four. I'm just like, Oh, I got to watch these again. Cause it's, it's so like five Oh first focused, mm-hmm. like it's clone focused. Um, you only get like just brief Anakin at the beginning. Um, some brief moments of Obi-Wan kind of, you know, on the hollow right. that like, Hey, you know, you guys need to do this. Uh, other than that, it is, clones with krell you know who i guess right. yes is a jedi but it's just it's very clone focused it's very focused on the soldiers like a lot of war movies are and there's just a lot of really there's just a lot of really good stuff in here um the action again this is an animation like the action is like top tier it's so good um the sound effects i finally got part of my you know studio back together so I set up my surround sound down here and just sat back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like just listening to the blaster fire and the explosions with my subwoofer going. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, this is, it's intense. Like it's these, these uh, battles that they showed in these first two episodes were just so intense. And, yeah. and, and the animation was, I don't know. I mean, to me, I feel like season four, maybe they stepped up their game with the animation. I mean, this is back in, I think 2011 when they, when season four aired. Uh, so I mean, gosh, that's already 10 years ago, but it just seemed like what they were doing. And at least in these episodes was really good. I don't know if you picked up on that at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to like put myself back when these movies, when these shows came out, because I watch them all on Disney Plus, which is recently. So, to me, I don't really see. Um, it all looks great to me. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I get that. But I mean, if you look at like not to cut you off, but if you look at like season one and two of the Clone Wars, oh, and then yeah. throw on season four, I think there's a jump in quality. I think at least. Yeah, yeah, things get a little sharper and uh, more detailed, and and they get, you know, explosions and everything start to get a little bit uh bigger and and the animations definitely are uh boosted up for sure 
Yeah, and there's like it seems like there's more going on on the screen than maybe before. Like it's almost more film quality, you know, as far as yeah. like all the blaster fire and all the bodies and you know soldiers and the enemies and everything just going on and it's just I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to say Umbara is a like really cool looking planet. It's just dark. Very un- yeah, it's unique. Yeah, and you've got. I don't know. To me, they looked fluorescent. I don't know if it was just my TV or my monitor, but like the light, like on the trees and the weird like shrubs. I don't know what you would call them. Like almost like fluorescent, like pinks and reds kind of sitting around in this darkness. And it was just, yeah, like you said, it's very unique. Um, I mean, they spent four episodes on Umbara. Like that's different, I think, right? They usually don't spend that much time on one planet. No, that's one. That's like a movie's length right there, you know? So, mm-hmm. or, you know, a decent, a decent movie, you know, half hour a piece or whatever. So, yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, the Embarans, they're no joke. They come at these uh, clones pretty hard. And, and the clones are used to fighting droids. And then they come in a little bit like um, a little bit overconfident i think <laughs> like almost kind of blindsided too because yeah yeah because they're they're like oh it's just more droids you know but nope <laughs> i i think the umbarans are just their tech is way better than the republics i'm i'm surprised that the umbarans stayed on umbara because i mean they've got some good technology to take over other planets and and this kind of kind of odd that this is the only time we hear about them that at least that I know of or come up because I mean their ships and their their technology is no joke their 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 weaponry I guess you could say is mm-hmm. pretty on par with the clones if not a little bit superior so the clones are not going to have an easy task here do you remember the movie uh, Starship Troopers Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of get Starship Trooper vibes from their, from their. Nice. From, you know, the, um, from that's the Umbarans. They, um, they've got like that charge up weapons that on their, on their, you know. Oh yeah. The, like the weird, like mortar tank looking ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they charge and that thing's deadly, you know? Oh yeah. Um, kind of like, the arachnid not the arachnids but uh the insects had in uh starship troopers mm-hmm. and then um yeah it just seems like like they're just like way more than they can really they they really thought were going to be there and um their technologies is pretty much on par with theirs if not better so it's like they come in charging like you know gung ho like this is how we're going to do this and then they're like, you know, a short time later, they're like, um, all bunkered down, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. thank God we're survived. <laughs> right. Like, think about how many times they were falling back in these, just these two episodes, you know, like, fall back, fall back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just like, they didn't see, they, they didn't see it coming. Oh, um, no. just like that first scene in uh, Starship Troopers, they think it's going to be, you know, clean sweep and you're going to be mm-hmm. able to knock these. Um, not to get too much into the Starship Troopers, but you know, not to, they think they're going to like kill these insects like in the, with no problem. 
and come to find out that these insects have like a little bit of extra armor that they didn't see and they're fast and they're multiple numbers of them and they're just like an unrelenting force plus they've got this artillery type thing going on and i mean just even coming in don't they lose a ship coming in i think so yeah yeah and that's messed up yeah. <laughs> you know that's like a whole like little squad of guys right there i think you know the chips are stacked against them and um I, I, the, the chips are stacked against the clones and um things are not going to be easy for them that's a that's a good comparison with the uh starship troopers they're just the embarans are way more advanced than i think they expected like you said and they really like they really have to use their uh strategic thinking to to go up against these guys and of course you know quickly into the the first episode darkness on umbara someone comes in to replace anakin right and and kind of messes things up you know anakin what anakin gets called he gets called back to coruscant they don't say why um something about the chancellor i believe and uh and Krell, you know, Krell shows up. General Krell, man, looking like Dexter Jetster from Attack of the Clones, except super tall and <laughs> a Jedi. He reminds me of the bad guy in Mortal Kombat, the last guy. With oh, the, with, uh, the, with the forearms. Goro, I think his name was. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, yeah I I'll take your word for about. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, with like a different head. Yeah. It, it, like when he gets off of that uh, gunship, and starts walking, you see like even Anakin and Rex kind of look at each other. And I believe it's dogma dogma and Apo. I think dogma's like general Krell's here and Apo says something big must be going on. So it's almost like they, he's got his reputation. They, they know who he is. They've heard of him. It's a and, good thing. They say something. Cause I'm like, who is this guy? Where did this guy come from? Right. Like, <laughs> Because I've never heard of him, and I'm like, this guy looks like he can take care of some business for the Jedi. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, he's got like four arms, and he's they're burly. He's a burly dude. Yeah, he's he's really, and it's weird because if you remember in Attack of the Clones, when Obi Wan goes to that diner, uh, Dexter's like maybe the same height, maybe shorter than Obi Wan. And this guy, uh, Krell, same, uh, same race, towers over the clones and the Jedi. He's just, he's like super tall, beastly. Um, I don't know. I, I, as, as much as this character changes through this arc at this point, I'm like, yeah, this guy's cool. <laughs> you know, for real. Yeah. So the clones not only have to deal with this new enemy that, you know, they don't know the tactics of because they're used to fighting droids, you know, straight up in a straight line. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to deal with this leadership change, which I think comes, you know, with hard reality. And this is where you feel a shift to me. I feel it is like they lose their leadership and their um, trust in their leader, like right away, like instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which which is in the middle like like they're just starting the battle too it's like this is kind of like a second blow to them um 
after their first like minor victory, you know, with the airstrike. Oh yeah, I forgot about that airstrike with uh I, f- I always forget the the one arc pilot that they talk about. I think his name's Oddball. Oddball uh, or hard I thought it, yeah, something ball cuz it was like hardball or oddball, yeah. Yeah. I forget what he says. One of the clones says he's always on target. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or is that exactly what he says? I think that's exactly what he says. Yeah. Um, good catch. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. So they go from their usual general Skywalker leadership who doesn't really always go by the book, but always gets it done and is always in front. Right. And is always looking out for the, for the clones. Yes. Whereas Krell is not. (laughs) You got the complete opposite. (laughs) You got, will not fight with him. He won't, he won't, he, he, he's more of like behind the scenes kind of general. Like, you know, he's going to send his troops out and stand around and watch. He's got the bigger picture in mind instead of like the small battle that they're dealing with at the time. Like he's got the, the main mission in mind and, um, he's not about, he doesn't care about the clones. He'll sacrifice every single clone to, you know, succeed in the mission. Which really, I think Rex feels at first when Rex is trying to talk to him and say, hey, you know, I've heard of your reputation, right? (laughs) And, uh, you know, Krell takes it as like Rex trying to butter him up, you know? Yeah. Something something like your flattery is noted, but it'll get you nowhere. I forget how he says it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Basically, you know, he's saying to me, you're a clone. I only, you're a pawn. I don't care what your rank is. I'm not going to call you by your rank. You know, you're an instrument, you're a tool, like, and I'm going to use you as a tool and I'm going to grind you down until there's nothing left. Like, but I will succeed in, in the mission, you know? Right. Yeah, how how many times did you hear him say CT seventy five sixty seven? I know, <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, he he did not. And, and this, I think, this all goes back to something you've been saying ever since we, you know, ever since you watched the Clone Wars and we've talked about episodes and such, and I guess even in the prequels too. But it goes back to what you say about the clones are treated like droids in a lot of situations. I mean, yes, you have your, your few Jedi that treat them with respect and, um, and whatnot. But other than that, they're, they are treated just as droids are right. Just, they're just pieces in this, in this battle. And who cares if they get destroyed? Right. The, the mission, the greater mission is we've got to protect the Republic and they were created to be, you know, unfortunately used and you know some of them are gonna be killed you know i mean that's just the reality of it all but as we as we as viewers like you know watch these clones and they give themselves names and they have different personalities you know we see them as individuals and i think the more time we spend with them like it's just like some like like Anakin, the more time he spends with them, he sees them all as separate people, and they see themselves as separate people. But you know, other people, other you know, Jedi like Krell see the clones as as just one thing, like one 
one mass to be thrown at the enemy to be used as you know a counter to to the to all the droids basically. right um so do you think that do you think that like it's necessarily a bad thing the way krell i mean obviously he's treating his soldiers like crap but in the grand scheme of things the pic- big picture of winning this battle do you think what he's doing is necessarily a bad thing i know i don't think so honestly <laughs> yeah at this point no this it's, it's hard to talk about these two episodes knowing the other two episodes are coming up right so this is just kind of like the beginning stages of krell and his his kind of like way of doing things and his motivations so i don't at this point no he's not he's not doing anything he's just upfront about it mm-hmm. you know and and he doesn't care about the clone's respect um he's i don't know something must have happened because he he doesn't have the same way of thought as as other as obi-wan and and plo Koon or like um, all the other Jedi, maybe, maybe he's a little bit more, he's a little bit more mace window, I guess you could say more hardlined, hard edged. Okay. Um, so Krell must've had some bad experiences with clones failing him or something. And now he takes this approach with them where he's more standoffish. He's more authoritative instead of like diplomatic. Hmm. He's more of a, hard stance no uh, you know hard discipline you know and 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 yeah like i think he tells uh rex stand at attention these little oh, yeah. those little things that kind of show that i have power over you you know what i mean he uses those those things to as as a tactic to 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 show the man who's boss really and right. there's nothing they can do to to get over his rank because you know he's a general and he acts he acts like a general big time yeah um, i mean at, at least what i have you know what i think he should be acting like i guess rex the the standard attention part rex doesn't do that with anakin or obi-wan you know right. he's he's like part of the group when he talks to those guys yes he'll follow their orders and do as they ask but he feels like he's put in all this time as a soldier that that he he can relax he can he can be at ease with those guys where krell is like no you know this you do this this is this is by the book i'm in charge do as i say you don't have to like me but you're going to follow orders or as we see you know down the road or you know uh you'll be dismissed basically so yeah he doesn't play around. I, I like that about him. I, I think that I don't like that he's a jerk to the clones because obviously the clones are our brothers, you know, but, right. uh, but, but I, I like, I like the character. He's, he's by the book and he wants, at least we think he wants to win, you know, obviously there's just ulterior motives, but I don't know. He's just, I can't, I can't put my finger on what he reminds on who he reminds me of what movie, but it's, it's so close. Like it's, it's like the tip of my tongue of what this guy reminds me of. Um, yeah. Same here. 
<laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you watch these movies, these war, these war movies, and the men will will literally will literally die for their their leader, you know. And this one here, Krell, like uh, right off the bat, um, with that conversation with 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 Rex. Rex is like, I'm not dying for this guy. <laughs> I'm not right. putting my life up for this guy. And it's and it's like, um, I I find. Remember that movie, um, the World War One movie, uh, Path pa- Paths of Glory. What's it called? Oh, with that. Oh, wasn't that that one movie like a really old one that you told me to watch? Yeah, with uh, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, Kirk yeah. Douglas. Oh, that's the closest one I could. I could think of is that kind of general, the kind of general that's like looking out for himself, you know, mm-hmm. and using the the army to better his position. That's the closest one that I think resonates with me. Um, it's an old World War One, yeah, Stanley Kubrick film, and um, I think if you haven't seen it, I think you should definitely watch it. <laughs> It definitely, you know, it's about almost the same topics as what's going on here. So, you know, they say every every war movie is an anti-war movie, and I think this these episodes of the Clone Wars are probably anti-Clone War movies. What's what what it's really trying to say? Okay, some horrible things going on all over the place as far as like needless loss, you know. Right. So basically he he doesn't make a good impression on these guys at all. Like they they see him show up and they're like, "Oh, something big's going on." And then he starts talking to them and they they just look deflated. Uh, you know, like you were touching on as far as, "Okay, we got this this new enemy that we haven't fought before that seems to have better tech than we do. Now we have new leadership and He's just calling us by our our numbers, our CT numbers, and not our names. And right, um, he sends them out like in a full frontal assault, and and he's you know bringing up the rear where they're used to Obi Wan or Anakin or Ahsoka being up in front with them, you know, deflecting blaster fire, and um, it's just it's a whole different world for these guys, and and. The one part I kind of kind of laugh at is when those they're walking towards the mission and there's like those things flying around and yeah. Re- Rex and Fives are like you see that or whatever and they open fire and you get to see some cool stuff that Krell does like he jumps up in the air and lands on one and you get to see the the dual double bladed lightsabers come out and I'm like oh man this is cool and then he's like anyone else want to stop and play with the animals? Yeah. (laughs) Didn't think so. (laughs) That part to me also reminded me of starship troopers when, um, when, um, they're walking in the, uh, the planet, um, planet, uh, I don't know. It's like a desert planet in the, in the, anyways, there's a flying insect and it takes out one of the guys and the guy in charge, grabs the sniper rifle from one of his own men and shoots oh yeah um his one of his own guys that got caught by the insect and he's like um i expect anyone to do the same to me if i was in the same situation let's get moving <laughs> we've got right. a 
we've got a destination to make. Krell is like, I don't know, to, to me, like they were kind of like mirror like scenes in a way. Krell's like, you guys done playing around yeah. with these things, you know? See, that's fun. I'm going to have to, I don't know, when we're done or later on tonight, I'm going to have to go watch Starship, Starship Troopers again. It's been a while and like you keep bringing up these comparisons and I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. Now I want to watch it and be like, all right, how much did Dave Filoni take from this? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> not, not in a bad way at all. No. You know, just just kind of see if if there's any other connections. Because um, he's kind of, Krell is kind of like Michael Ironside's character a little bit, I think. Right. Michael Ironside. That's the guy's real name. And can't think of his, his character name. It was a good name, too. Yeah. So he's just, I don't know. Krell's just making these clones mad. <laughs> through like this whole segment well uh, he's just uh he's just showing them that um that they're they're clones you know what i mean he's, he's showing them who they are what they're <laughs> for and they don't like that they want to be thinking that there's a purpose to all this you know and they have that, that it's all meaningful and yeah um, Krell is like, yeah, the meaning is for me to like build my reputation on the, on your backs. Uh, and they don't like that. <laughs> right. I can't imagine knowing you're a clone and knowing that you were created to just be a number in a war. Like, I think that's why these guys are so, um, they emphasize we're not just numbers, you know, they have names and they call each other by their names and they, they just, they want to feel like they're, like you said, like there's more. Uh, and I don't know, this has got to be a weird feeling. Yeah. They want to know that they're more than a number. Mm-hmm. And Krell is, is about, no, you are a number. You're expendable. And they don't, they don't want to be known as expendable. They want to be thinking that they have, a just cause and that there's a point to everything. And then, and, and Krell is just doesn't care about that point of view at all. Like he's like the, the, the goal here is the mission and there's going to be another mission after that. And there'll be another mission after that. And if you survive, you'll get to those missions. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's, that's basically it. So I bet you when you watch iron, uh, starship troopers, mm-hmm. You're going to, that this is the guy. It's probably him who we're thinking of. Um, Carell reminds us of is this Ironside character. His name's uh, Rasik. Is that Rasik? Rasik, Lieutenant Gene Razak. R A S C Z A K S. Ratchaks, Roughnecks. Yeah. The yeah. Roughnecks. Oh my yeah. gosh. The movie's so good. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think, I think, I think we got, I think I feel, I think we figured it out who it was. It's definitely this guy. That makes sense to me. Do you get me? (laughs) There's a scene in Starship Troopers where he's introducing himself. He's all like, you know, do your job or I'm going to shoot you. Do you get me? Yeah. (laughs) Like he puts, you know, he's like, no, no, there's no screwing around here. Yeah, that's totally Krell. Um, yeah. So, uh, so when Krell does show up to go back just a little bit, he tells 
uh, he tells the clones that he's in charge now. And I think maybe someone questions why they're not doing the original plan. And he basically, in his own little roundabout way, says that Skywalker's plans are not good and I'm doing it my way. Yeah, he's in charge. Yeah. He doesn't listen to nobody. He's in charge. So they're, I think, what, it's Rex and, it's Rex and Fives. Fives is like in Rex's ear, this whole arc. And and I think he finally gets through to him at, at some point, but he kind of quietly says to Rex, I know you think this is a bad idea. And, and uh, Rex is like, you know, oh, that's right. Because uh, Rex actually did object originally to Krell's plan and, and Krell again put him in his place and you know Rex tells Fives I, I've raised my objections but this is it he didn't agree this is this is what we gotta do and and uh <laughs> they just they they follow their orders reluctantly they follow their orders into into this fight and they pretty much get their butts kicked right <laughs> well I mean this this is the one where they have to go up the road, right? They have to go down the main road. Yeah, there's like landmines or something in the yeah. road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's landmines, and right now, like Krell is so. Yeah, they got to go through the main like, and then um, Anakin had the idea of like going around and doing some more like surprise attacks, and and you know that way, you know they're not exposed, but. Krell is like, we're going full frontal. We're going to use this road. We're going to go, you know, we're going to know if ands or butts, mano a mano. <laughs> we're going to meet the enemy head on. And uh, Rex is like, it's going to be a massacre, you know? And he's used to Anakin, you know, taking his um, opinions and, and changing, changing tactics. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could see the difference in leadership here, styles. Uh, Krell is not going to stand for that. Krell is like, I'm going to double down on my plan now because you're questioning my authority and that's not going to happen. That never, that doesn't happen on my, on my watch. And so, um, you know, Rex is just being told, you know, who's in charge and yeah, it doesn't go well. <laughs> um, here's a character I wanted to ask you about the, that really stood out to me this time and, and probably did the last time I watched it, but a uh, hard case. Uh-huh. Hard case is hilarious. <laughs> he's just like, oh yeah. I think like after you know they get under attack, he's got that big you know uh, mini gun, and he's like, "You want a piece of this?" And he's just like, he's so intense, cracks me up yeah. throughout this whole episode. I think he says something later on about on Camino, I guess something with his embryo leaked or whatever. And they say, that's why he's all like high strong. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely in the right place. Yeah. Um, he reminds me of, um, heavy a little bit. Yes. You know, I like was just like, a little more like, like a little more cuckoo, I guess for lack of a better word, but yes, very much like heavy. Yeah. He's he got the same gun and everything. So it's like, they couldn't bring back heavy, you know, for various obvious reasons. But um, I think they got a new one with Hard Case. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wanted to touch on is Tup. Tup is in this in these battles, isn't he? Yes. Okay. So is, is this the first? Probably the first time we see Tup and I in the tier. I think, but I feel like there was another. 
remember how some of these episodes bounce around. Yeah. Um, I, I think he was in another one in an earlier season along with Jesse. But I can't remember because it's been a while since I watched the earlier seasons. Um, plus, like you've said, there's so many. It's kind of hard to remember everything. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll just go with yes, that this is the first time we see Tup. Um, okay. It's definitely the first time we see Dogma. Dogma's like, uh, you know, let's do whatever the general says. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's named perfectly. Yeah, way. right. Him and his follow authority and by the book and yeah, closed mindedness. <laughs> they really make you not like dogma. That's for sure. For At sure. least for me, I didn't like him. Um, you know, you had this five hundred first working in this one way, and then everything was smooth sailing. And then you know, you shake things up with the with the the leadership, and it's like you know, people start losing their their cool man. Their 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 way of life is kind of like up in arms here. Um. Which leads me to believe, is this Palpatine's plan? Probably. I would assume so. What was so pressing that he needed Anakin back? Was this just a way of thinning out the 501st, you know, in case Anakin had any ideas of, like, trying to take over Palp's position? Because the 501st is like, you know, they'll die. I mean, he's like their George Washington. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll go through anything for him. Whereas Krell comes in and they're like, he's just a butcher, basically. He's just a meat grinder. Like you're you're in a meat grinder, and it's a battle of attrition. And you're gonna, you know, if you survive, oh well, you're you're just meat fodder, or you're just cannon fodder for the next battle. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've. I've gotten to the point where I think everything is Palpatine's plan. <laughs> yeah. Know, like even how much coffee I have in one day, I feel like that's you know, <laughs> Palpatine's design, but, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's possible. Anything's possible. Something that just popped in my head and, and I don't remember why is this, uh, why is Umbara, this battle here so important? Exactly. Isn't there like, I think there's like trade routes or something. Yeah. They allude to in the beginning about shipping lanes and, you know, another uh, planet falling into, you know, separatist hands and them wanting to stop it. But like, yeah, I mean, I think if I'm not, I think if I'm wrong, I let me know. But the clones here are the invading army. I believe they even allude to that at the beginning that it's either Obi-Wan or, or somebody refers to it as an invasion. Yeah. Interesting. So, so technically the, the, I mean, I mean, and it's, yeah, it's pretty obvious. The Umbarans are like fighting for their home world because you don't see any droids basically until a couple episodes down the line here. They, they call them Umbaran militia, I believe. Yeah. The shadow people. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's gotta be something. And I, I'll be honest. I haven't had a chance to watch the next two episodes. So it might, open up my eyes. I mean, I've seen them before obviously, but I, I haven't had a chance to watch these again, rewatch them. So I don't know if they reveal if, if there's more to Umbara. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know either. Um, they, they're just, I think the clones to me are being a little bit like 
they're being used as if they were the empire at this point, you know, mm, um, pre empire, little pre empire, a little, yeah. I mean, you could have said it better pre empire type type move here. This isn't the Republic saving somebody who doesn't want to be separatists. This is. Yeah. Cause they want to be separatists. Yeah. Huh? I think you're onto something there, man. This is an invasion force. And, um, I don't know. Maybe that's why Palpatine switches, switches up generals here a little bit. Maybe he wants more of a, but if he's playing both sides, it's like, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. So maybe it doesn't, that don't count. Yeah. Um, that's something that I thought was interesting after this, this basically failure of, of the frontal assault. I don't, do you remember how Rex, like Rex does something to get them out of it or does he just fall? I think he just falls back and, and Krell is like yelling at him. You know, is there a malfunction in your design? And he's poking him with his finger and just in his face. And it's like, this is so not Jedi like. Um, I mean, it's, I would say maybe general ish, but, but he's like, he's ticked off at, at Rex. You know, you failed. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe there's some truth to that, but where were you? <laughs> yeah. And, fives actually intervenes here i love fives obviously um but he's like general krell in case you haven't noticed captain rex just saved this platoon surely you won't fail to recognize that and krell just turns around and arc 55 55 stand down and he ignites his lightsaber right by fives's head whoa and i'm like this is a jedi <laughs> you know right like holy smokes, what is going on here? If, if more Jedi were like Krell, the, the war would have been over a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said it. If they were, yeah, right. If they were actual soldiers rather than trying to fight for peace, which yeah, you know, we've talked about. But yeah, you're right. They they would have destroyed the separatists. Yeah, the, Krell is acting a little bit. I mean, he's acting more empire type leader than than a republic leader yeah absolutely and and you also see a side of rex that you don't typically see you know rex never questions anakin never questions obi-wan but here he's arguing with krell and he's he's trying to not disobey his orders but he needs you know he needs to look out for his men too um yeah. rex is just stuck in a I, th- I think this whole arc is really a really good story for Rex as well, because he he's stuck in a hard place. You know, he knows he needs to follow orders, but he knows that those orders are not good for his men. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it has to do with trust. You know, they trusted Anakin and they don't trust uh, they don't trust Krell. You know, they don't trust Krell's motives uh, and, and tactics. Um, you know, they know his reputation and that he's, you know, known to have high counts um i don't know if that shows up in this i think that's the the next episode which okay. we've pretty much i think we've pretty much covered all of the the first episode um, yeah so yeah in the general yeah they they uh touch on fives brings up the casualties are high 
for uh for Krell. <laughs> right. Higher, it's like higher than anyone else. Like under there's more clones casualties under Krell's command than under anyone else. Right. But his you know, but his tactics are effective. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I think even Rex says that, right? Well, he Krell says it at the end of the episode, pretty much. Oh, uh, okay. He says that you know my ways are kind of like I'm paraphrasing. I have my different ways of doing things, but they're but they're effective. So then, don't they? I think the end of the episode, they just get ambushed again, right? These Embarans are they regroup? Oh, that's right. The the Embarans regroup and attack uh the clones and it's just all out craziness to to start up the second episode the general right um you know i think you had mentioned the other day you know after you watched that you said that the first two episodes are very similar they are they they, yeah it's it's i mean it's just a big war story um i don't know if it's necessarily in a bad way but you just see more this one at least brings out more of that tech we were talking about that the Umbarans have like right. that big caterpillar robot thing that they're piloting, I think comes out in this episode. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically it's going to be the pattern is Krell wants something done. Rex pushes back. Here comes the Umbarans. <laughs> There's a battle, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and then Rex finds a way to 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 save his men, and uh, and then you know gets yelled at by Krell, and then more and more, you know what I mean. And so it's basically this, you know, the same cycle over again, pretty much. Yeah, and you get like you even get the same group of uh, clones speaking their opinions to amongst each other about how crazy this stuff is. I think Jesse comes out and says he thinks Krell is crazy. Um, <laughs> you right. know. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same pattern. Of course, the end of the episode, I think, has some really cool stuff in it. I mean, the whole thing does, but you know what I mean? Like, there's more something a little different, I guess, towards the end of the episode. But this one's all about Obi-Wan telling Krell that they have to capture the Umbaran Air Base. Um, we need you to capture that base or take the base. And he's basically, you know, I mean, you think about it, Krell even though, yes, we know his other motives, but he's probably got some pressure on him because Obi-Wan tells him, you know, the, the success lies on the backs of your battalion. Right. Um, you need to take the Embarn air base. And again, he's basically like full frontal assault. And that's when you get Jesse saying he's something like, I'm pretty positive. Krell is crazy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Rex was like, um, I think oh dogma agrees, you know, General Krell is making the right decisions and fives fives is like, I don't know. And, and Rex says a few of General Skywalker's plans seemed reckless, too, but they worked. And I think we just touched on this a little bit ago. But fives is like, yeah, but General Skywalker is usually leading his men up in the front, not bringing up the rear like General Krell. Right. He's and, in the danger with them. Yeah, yeah, he's always like in him, all of them, I think, other than Krell. I think Krell is the only one I've seen hanging back, and obviously he has his reasons. Um, but then you get this part with Rex and Fives, where Rex is like, you know, Fives, 
you know, and they, they walk over away from everybody and there's some cool stuff going on in this discussion. You know, this is, they touch, Oh, this is when they touch on what you were saying about the casualties, you know, okay. uh, Rex tells five, you know, he's a recognized war hero and he does things differently, but it's effective. And fives is like, he loses more troopers under his command than anyone else. And then Rex says, it's, it's our duty to follow orders and lay, lay down our lives for victory. And Rex starts to walk away and five says, do you really believe that? Or is that what you were engineered to think? Ooh, right. That's kind of harsh, but it's touching on some order 66 stuff there. I think definitely. Yeah. You know, I think, Oh, go ahead. No, I know order 66. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. So you saw order 66, like, um, Rex fight, fight it for a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think these, these episodes show us, some clone revenge, you know, Hmm. to me, like the clones are shown that they're pawns. Right. Mm -hmm. So when order 66 happens, like they are, um, getting back at the Jedi for being used as pawns. Okay. That's kind of like as straight up as I can kind of put it. Yeah. And they might be able to fight the order 66 like Rex did. Um, but they, but they're like, go along with the idea because, you know, Hey, here are these people. They've been throwing us in the battles. We've been dying like crazy. We've been losing our brothers. And for what? For their, you know, for the Republic, for something we, you know, obviously we're not really going to be a part of. We were just instruments of, of war. We're an instrument of we're a, we're a weapon, you know, something that you know we've never really. I mean, you know, they've got their bar and everything, but like, <laughs> do they really fit in the republic? Yeah, they're just they're bred to do one thing. Yeah, what happens to them when it's all done? So, I think I think Order sixty six with these these episodes make you think some clones might've been like, okay with it. Yeah. Oh, I could see that, especially because they're dealing with a, a Jedi that's being like a total jerk to them and not caring about them. Maybe, yeah, maybe that gets in some of their heads where they're like, maybe this is how all the Jedi think about us underneath. Yeah. That's uh that's good stuff there. Commander. <laughs> um, I think you're hitting on something there. I mean, if, Palpatine orders order 66 at this point. Do they hesitate on Krell? No way. No way. No No way. (laughs) I think fives and, and Jesse and probably Rex, they would probably just do like we see, uh, those clones do to Ayla Sakura just (laughs) while she's down. I think that's what they'd be doing to Krell. (laughs) No order 66 general. Krell. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> totally i'm sure yeah it helps <laughs> anything else <laughs> yeah did, did you have to go gruesome but do you want us to bring you his head <laughs> we'll do it <laughs> right i mean i mean yeah i mean kind of rem- 
I don't know. I remember hearing stories of like the Vietnam War and stuff. Like um, some some um, officers and whatnot. Like they were um, they had to be they had to watch out to be killed from their own men. You know, because they didn't. You know, the men didn't think that they were making the right calls. So, and then a lot of the Star Wars, you know, was supposed to be a reaction to um, Vietnam War. So. George Lucas at this point, season four is still kind of around and maybe he's trying to tell a story from the grunt's point of view where the leadership, you know, warranted like some cause and effect <laughs> from, you know, bad leadership or, or the wrong type of leadership, you know, mm-hmm. when you're trying to invade a country or a planet it's, as they're doing in Star Wars here. Just these are the things that I was thinking about when I was watching this. Like, what's George trying to tell me here? Nice. I wonder how many people know that uh, a lot of Star Wars is is based on Vietnam War, like George's thoughts and whatnot on it. I don't know if that's, like, super known. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think he makes it, I know, I'll read those those books, and, you know, that's what's going on, and um, you know, Apocalypse Now was kind of a reaction to that um, mm-hmm. war. And, um, you know, I think it was a big deal when he was growing up. So I think, you know, art just kind of reflects the environment of the times. So I think it's just it's just kind of implied that Vietnam War is kind of what they're talking about here or, or whatnot. But, um, you know, just like in Japan... They dropped the uh, nuclear bombs on on Japan, right? Well, in the pop culture stuff that came out of Japan after that was what you know Godzilla, and you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that, and uh, what's a Mothma or whatnot. <laughs> um, so it was like the reaction to nuclear, a nuclear like type of uh, blast, you know. That was in their oh yeah right in their okay. art in their, yeah. and what they were creating incorporated nuclear stuff because they got bombs dropped on on them and then you know I mean you know and then people had to deal with that and then you know it gets into the um, into the psyche and then the psyche is what makes art so it's like basically it, it, it's what inspired some characters and and some stories. So I'm sure this is where some of this stuff is coming from as far as what's what we're watching here. Good Just stuff. Dude. Reminding, reminding people of the past, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then, and then this next part after fives and Rex do their, their convo, basically Rex is like, do you have any fives? Fives doesn't think it's a good idea. Obviously we, we touched on that, but Rex is like, do you have any ideas? And fives just shakes his head. Like, no, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So then they, they go forward and see the war drum pounding for this part as they're walking. Just like, Oh my gosh, it gives me that feel of uh, the beginning of revenge of the Sith with that war drum. And, um, and that's when these, uh, but the caterpillar mech looking things come out and, uh, 
<laughs> you hear one of the clones, like this thing comes like up, like up in the air and looks down at him. And one of the clones goes, Oh, scrag. <laughs> Just like, like, well, you know what he's thinking there. <laughs> and, uh, they're shooting at these mechs. I, I'm calling them mechs because I don't know what else. They're not tanks. They're like mechanical insects, right? Um, and, uh, their blasters are ineffective on these things. So fives is like, we need rocket launchers and, and Rex comes with some rocket launchers and I don't even, those, do those work? Yeah, uh, they do the trick a little bit. Okay. But they set some kind of trap with, uh, thermal detonators for these things too. So I can't remember which order that went in. I think, I think it was, I think, oh, okay. I think they shoot some of them with rocket launchers and then they lure, Two of them in with three of them. Was it three? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they're all just like, hey, over here. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of another film I can't think of, but it, it was cracking me up and they blow them up with the detonators. And uh, I love how they're, they're walking through the carnage, right? And there's like the flickering of one of the caterpillars. And I, I think it's hard case. It's, no, I think it's Rex says that one's still got some juice in it. So it's hard case shoots it to open it up. And, and an Umbara kind of stumbles out. And, uh, Rex was like, he like comes stumbling out and Rex was like, there's some juice left in him or something, something along the lines of there's juice left in him too. And he shoots him like twice and they just keep walking. Oh <laughs> yeah. Just totally, like, yeah. Just like, Oh my gosh, it was so BA. They're just like, or no, no, he goes, no juice left in him either. Pew, pew, and they just keep walking. Yeah. They're just machines. Yeah. That was just, that was such a cool part. Like just like the visuals of them walking through the carnage too was just, I don't know. Sometimes you just feel like I'm watching a movie when I watch this stuff. Well, I mean, a lot of it is moving the troops and like, didn't they have to battle after walking like 12 hours straight and Carl made them walk 12 hours straight. Yeah. They don't need rest. They need to keep moving. Right. And there's another way Carl like having the big picture in mind and not caring what their needs or wants are and just trying to once again exert his, well, you know, I just just have the big picture in mind and and not really care. Um, you know, uh, Obi Wan. They need they need to get to this point because Obi Wan is counting on him, so he's going to do anything he can. He's going to grind his troops in the dust to in order to, to accomplish the goal. And but what's funny too, though, about all of that is he doesn't give them reinforcements when they ask. When, when Rex asks for reinforcements, I think one time in the darkness on Umbara, and then he asks again in this one, when those, uh, those other Starship Trooper beasts come out with the, the mortar tanks, uh huh. Um, nothing's working against those. And Rex is like, fall back. We got to fall back until we can figure out a way to take these out. And he contacts Krell and Krell's like, Krell's yelling at him instead of, giving him the reinforcements and it's like, okay, so he, he is seeing this. He is feeling the pressure of accomplishing the goal, but at the same time, maybe the reinforcements would have helped. (laughs) And he's just like, no, right. I think even, uh, 
is it Sergeant Apo that's always standing with Krell? He says something after Rex asks for reinforcements that makes it sound like they, they're just standing there. Like, you know, we could go help and Krell is like, I will give that order when I'm ready. I don't know if he's being strategic or if he's just being a jerk <laughs> at this point or a bad, yeah. Or a bad field general. Maybe he's, maybe he's just a terrible general and like just the, 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 the I want to say goodness of the men, you know, the clones just like their abilities f- save the day all the time and make them look good. Cause hmm. at this point, this is what's happening is, the ingenuity of the um, of the clones is what's getting them through. You know, it's not Krell. Krell is just giving them the big the big goal is like, go go take that hill or go go fight, and then they're figuring everything else out on their own and just like for their own survival. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that makes Krell a good leader or not. To me, it doesn't sound like a good leader. Right. Like he he comes off as he's supposedly a good leader, but yeah, maybe like you said, maybe he's just he's banking on the clones being successful, which I think he does here even. Yeah. Because he's yeah, obviously he's yelling at Rex and you know, telling him to follow orders and don't fall back and uh I really like Rex doesn't respond. You know, on the on the on the com. He's mm-hmm. like it's like do not fall back and you just see Rex with his you know, staring forward, he doesn't say anything. I think he's finally like, this is, this is getting ridiculous, you know? Right. And, uh, and then comparable to the, the previous episode, the group of guys are talking again. <laughs> and I think Jesse, or no, no, it is fives. He's like, uh, I don't know. I think Jesse actually does say it again. You know, I'm really starting to think he's crazy. And, and fives is like, I think I'm beginning to think he hates clones. And, um, which I guess we kind of start to see later on, right. Uh, in the next episodes, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're seeing it, I guess more throughout the whole arc, but it's just, it's, it's interesting. These guys, they know what's wrong, but they're kind of stuck. You know, right. they, they know that if they disobey, it's going to be bad. They know if they obey, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And, you know, it's like they're, they're torn. They're what, in do war. Do, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing that used to make them feel better was, Hey, the guy who's telling us to go up that hill is, is doing it along with us. So mm-hmm. of course we're going to follow him. but now they don't have that. So now they've got this guy from behind saying, go up that hill while I'm perfectly safe and out of harm's way and all the dangers on you and, and also figure out your own ways out of your, the messes that, 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 that come up. So, you know, adapt and overcome on your own without any leadership from him, you know, from Krell. Whereas their old leader would be like, okay, what's, what do we do here? What, you know, and then they would put in their two cents he would assess everything and they were like, okay, let's go do that. Or mm-hmm. let's go do, you know, let's this or, or, or follow me. I know the way or, you know, and everything would work out. Like now they're kind of like on their own and they're like, oh man, they're a little unsure. Right. I, I think you see a lot of growth, at least with, with this group, the 501st here in, in this arc, because they have, they have to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
if they so, want to survive. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you, you bring up a really good point that, that we, you know, have touched on a couple times that, yeah, Anakin's in front. Let's go. Let's do this. And they feed off of his energy. They know that they're in good hands with this guy. This Krell, man, Krell's just like, go do it. I'll be over. It's like, it's like a mission in a video game. You know, yeah. <laughs> go do this for me. I'll wait over here. And, yeah. And you like, come back when we're done. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, go find me that sword in that cave. And then I'll give you something after that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why don't you go do it? <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Think about if they had this guy on the front lines with them. I know they, they would be so unstoppable, man. That's what I'm, that's what I, yeah, exactly. Like this crawl guy's got some tactics, a double bladed side lightsaber. He's in, it's, it's, it's so effective. And yeah. He would totally get, but he could, well, he's a, he's a, he's a machine. He'd be able to take care of all these droids that are coming at him. And that, that spider droid, that, that, that gigantic spider droid thing, he can break that thing in, in no time. Right. And, yeah. and totally save the day for him. But no, he's, he's standing back and, refusing to get involved and he's losing a lot of their, of, of the loyalty from the clones. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what these two, these two episodes are all about. Is like how far does Krell have to go to lose their, lose his men really. And, and you see that for this, this last part of the episode when, you know, they're getting beat up by those tank things and, of course, Krell is like, he's not helping. <laughs> and, oh. and Rex comes up with a plan to send Fives and Hardcase to do, it's like a stealth mission in Splinter Cell or something, you know, go infiltrate this base and steal some starfighters. We'll use their tech against them, which is smart. I mean, Rex is a smart soldier, man. <laughs> and, uh, you get this this cool part where where fives and hardcase go and infiltrate, but Rex tells Krell that that's the plan. That's what he's doing, and Krell once again, yeah, he's he's mad. He's braiding him. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if he. I think he at this point he's calling him Captain. I don't think he's calling him by his CT numbers anymore. But he's like Captain, you go on a full attack now. And and Rex gets off the the radio with him and tells the guys we need to hold out as long as we can for fives and hard case and yeah. and then it just gets into this another brutal you know assault where the clones are helpless which I guess maybe like we were saying if there was a Jedi out there with them. It, it it would have been a different story, but but at the same time, I don't think we wanted that story. We've had that story. This is about the clones with adversity and and overcoming, and I think that that just makes me like the clones even more. <laughs> you know, yeah. It makes me uh, love these characters. Uh, and and fives and hard case go and infiltrate. And there's a part where <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, and if you didn't, I I, I don't I didn't write down the the timestamp for it, but you got to check it out. It's close to the end of the episode. I think where they're infiltrating and, and a barn comes like around the corner and fives is like punches him. And then a hard case goes and shoots him. Nice. And I'm just like, this totally feels like 
a co-op video game, you know, where you're sneaking in and this is the kind of stuff like we would do in, in the ghost recon games and stuff. Yeah. Uh, just totally had that feel. And I was just like, this is so cool. And then they get to the star fighters and hard cases. Like, uh, so how do I start this thing? And fives goes, how should I know? Just start pushing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do. That's what you do. Yeah, and they get in these things and this part, dude, this part cracks me up. They're just like having a blast trying to learn how to fly these things and they're like, woohoo, and laughing and they sort of figure it out. Like, I think 1.5 is upside down and he's laughing and he just like shoots a group of Umbarans. <laughs> it's all on accident. It's all like, you know, yeah. happenstance and Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. It was such a fun, like this, these two episodes have been so down and dark. And then you get these two right trying spot. to learn these ships and it's just like, yes. <laughs> yeah. It works. And it works, you know, they do, they do the job. They get it, they get it done and they take over the ships and they, uh, fly over and take out those spider, you know, droids and they figure it out on their own, man. Yeah, it was really cool to see. Well, there's more yelling and screaming and <laughs> pooping and hollering. You know, it's a good moment. Yeah, it's totally. Moment. I like good the music. the the good music. Yes, good Sorry. call. Sorry, Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you about a part, but I I like keep interrupting. So go ahead. <laughs> oh no no no! You go. That's all I wanted to say is the music. Yeah yeah, the music was very uplifting, but that shot where like the two where their ships are like flying overhead the over those tree things. And it's the music you're talking about is playing and they're just kind of like flying in unison to go towards, you know, to help Rex and those guys. I'm like, this is such like, it almost was like, uh, God, I want to say maybe independence day movie. I don't know. It, I, this, these episodes remind me of so many different things, but it was just a cool shot of them flying overhead to go and, save the day and you hear five say like uh clear out captain we got this or something along those lines and <laughs> they just they blow up all that stuff and and what blows me away is it cuts to krell and yeah. he goes he goes impressive <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like wow so this jerk of a general is actually impressed by what these guys have done after he had just cut down rex saying you know right. you're going to send Oh yeah, he's like when he's yelling at Rex about Rex's idea for this. You're gonna send two men to do something your entire squad couldn't do, and look what they do—they do it. Yep, <laughs> take care of business. And that's that is leadership of Rex, man. Rex is good leadership. He's like, all right, guys, go do this, and they're like, all right, Captain, <laughs> you know, and they yeah. they freaking do it. It's just so cool. But uh, what then? Krell sends in the rest of the crew and they make quick work. They don't even show it quick work of taking the rest of the air base. <laughs> yeah. They just show the aftermath. And one quick thing on the Umbarans that I was just, you know, they wear this mask, you know, this, and it just doesn't make, I don't know. This is completely off subject, <laughs> but because you're trying to wrap up the episode and I'm just no, looking I'm at an Umbaran and I'm like the Umbarans, it's kind of weird that they wear a mask to have the so they can breathe on their own planet. Like you would think that they would adapt and mm. mutate 
to the planet and be able to breathe without their mask. But they're different. They're like, they need these masks to, because huh. I mean, you see one of them, you see one kind of smash open in the first episode. And uh, I think he kind of chokes because he can't breathe. I just think it's kind of like a, a spin on things, really. Yeah. It's kind of funny, too, because of the, the clones and Krell. They yeah. Don't need, they don't need any. No. Huh. They can breathe just fine. <laughs> Dude. As many times as I've seen this, I never even that never crossed my mind. That's that's why you're here. <laughs> you know, just like, and it's weird, yeah, because the Ambarans are on their own planet, but they can't yeah. breathe on their own planet. Yeah, why don't they leave or something? If it yeah. if it's if it's that bad for their ah, that's interesting. I wonder wonder what the story is behind that. Yeah, and like, in all honesty, man, not to change the subject too much, but just something that popped in. With the tech that those guys have, and maybe you actually are, you might have already said this earlier. Why did they stay on this planet? Yeah. Why are, exactly. why are they with the separatists? If they don't like the Republic, they probably could have wiped out the Republic or at least yeah. given them a pretty good fight. A good, a real good fight. They've got on par technology. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. A lot is left to be. Tend to be known for these Umbarans. And, you know, maybe they gave them four episodes because, like, these guys are a little bit, we made them a little bit too, like, you know, we made them a little bit too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to clear them out after four episodes. You don't want to see those guys again because then yeah. you'll have more questions. <laughs> uh, that's a good point about their, their having to wear um, the helmets for breathing. That's, pretty bizarre just makes it different at least you know if you're right. on your home planet and you can't breathe in the air it's just i don't know gives them more character i guess i mean it's cool it's cool looking how they've got like their own little light and everything and mm -hmm. and in their helmets but um it's just kind of weird that, that they won't be able to completely you know survive without that you know without that helmet of theirs one other thing, going back to the other episode that we kind of skipped over, I think, real quick, mm -hmm. it involves your boy Fives and his like um, coming into contact with that um, kind of like uh, Sarlacc pit type creature on the ground that they trip over one of its legs. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that? No, we didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah, because yeah, that's another thing we we talk about when clones or anybody's like just walking around, they can't just be walking around without like a huge monster. <laughs> so, so that's what I was thinking about. I was like they can't just be walking around this planet. There's got to be a huge threat, another one of those threats. So it's like that's what I was thinking about. And, you know, that's like in the first invasion. So but your boy Rex, I mean, Fives, throws a thermal detonator into its tongue type thing, and it sucks it in, and it blows up, and then you hear all, like, the chunks falling on the ground. <laughs> oh, dude, I totally forgot all about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was thinking that was in the... That's No, that's not in the next episode, is it? That was in the first one. That was in the first one. Because he, like, yeah. calls it, like, a vine or something, doesn't he? Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. Yeah. See, there's just, there's so much. 
there's so much in these episodes. Like we could probably do a whole other show on these same two episodes and have an entirely different conversation. Probably. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the end of, of the general episode. He, he does sort of compliment Rex. It's like one of those backhanded ones. He's like, look, yeah. I smiled on you today, captain. And Rex is like, it wasn't all luck, sir. A lot of men died to take this base. And Krell says the price of the price for such victory, perhaps uh, someday you'll realize this. And you see Rex making a fist like he's silent, but he's making a fist like holding it back. And as soon as he walks away, fives is like, he's the one who will never realize. Huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, man. Yeah. The story. It's, it, it, this is, this would be a whole different story. would have a whole different feeling if we were what, if, if Krell was telling the story. But we were on Rex's side. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, we feel for, for Rex and the clones more than we do for Krell. So, it's like, you know, but but Krell is kind of right. You know, like, you're not looking at the big picture. Like, we need to take this airbase at all costs. There's a whole other thing going on here. Crazy stuff, man. Yeah. Um Something we haven't done in a little while, I guess, is some letter grading. Do you want to letter grade these two episodes? Yeah, I think, like I said, I, th- I don't think they're two episodes. It's really one episode. So I'm going to give them a solid B plus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're kind of right on with it, too, because the, the first episode ends with another attack and they pick right up. So it's almost like a, you know, to be continued situation more than two separates uh i'm gonna go with an a um okay i i I don't know they're they're very similar episodes but it's just all the stuff going on and and like you just brought something up that i totally forgot about there's probably a ton of other stuff that i forgot about um (laughs) and, and intense crazy stuff um but we're gonna get into the the real meat of this stuff i think next time uh the last two parts of the arc get really like wow some dark stuff going on and yeah from what i from what i remember um i'm gonna watch those i think later on today but uh i just remember it getting it it turns pretty quick (laughs) and yeah yeah well we're gonna finally see how much these clones can take Mm -hmm. because they're just getting a taste of it now and it goes a lot. It gets a lot worse, a lot worse. Oh yeah. All right. So you know what time it is, right? Oh yeah. Star Wars trivia. (laughs) All right, man, it is time. <laughs> this is where the fun begins. Oh, this totally. Is Instead of Anakin. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be easy too. What does Sir Robin say? <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> All right. Well, the first one is a brave, brave Sir Robin one, but we'll okay. just get through it really quick. Hey, we, yeah, get us warmed up. Yeah. All right. So, who exclaimed, at last we will have revenge? That's a 
Um, uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, I wasn't gonna <laughs> go through the choices. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I opened these up and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that one's just so easy. Such a good part of that movie, though. Oh yeah. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. All right, here we go. Ah, all right. That's gonna be easy too. <laughs> Sir Robin's gonna be talking all over this trivia <laughs> what shocking discovery did Padme make upon landing on Tatooine and visiting Mos Espa That's easy. A that there was virtually no moisture on the planet B hyperdrives are expensive C slavery still existed D Naboo Nabooian boots didn't fare well in the desert. <laughs> that one's kind of funny. Uh, I'm going C. Slavery. Yeah, still exists. Yeah, I think she says it. Mm-hmm. Final answer. Final answer. Black uh, We are two for two. Excellent. <laughs> and now we'll be two for three. Here we go. Now we'll get our thinking caps on. Okay. What was Supreme Chancellor Valorum's first name? Wait, did we already do this? No, no, we didn't. Okay, similar though. A. Tynus. B. Linus. C. Finnis. D. I mean, it looks like it says minis, but I'm assuming it's pronounced like minus or minus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you answer this one because you're the pro. <laughs> I'm going to say it's A, but that's just a guess. Um, can you repeat? The names? Yeah. Tiny... I'm guessing Tinus, Tinus, T-I-N-I-S, B, Linus, Finus, Minus, am I, they're all M-I-N-I-S, F-I-N-I-S, L-I-N-I-S, T-I-N-I-S, or unless those are D's, no, they're all N's, I think, I don't know. I'm going to say A. Valorum? Yeah, Chancellor Valorum. He's... The one before? Yeah. What's the first one? Tynus? Yeah. Tynus Valorum? Yeah, that sounds about... like that. I think get behind that. I feel like maybe it's Titus, but it looks like an N to me, so... You want to go A? Yeah, let's go A, because, I mean, they're all pretty much the same. We're two for three. (laughs) 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 It's Finus... It was C. Force or Quattros. It was C. Oh, no. We should have just went C. Uh, Always go C. Don't listen to Fives. Fives doesn't know what he's talking about. Just go with C. 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 You know, that's from from? summer school. Summer school. Yeah. (laughs) Tension breaker. Had to. (laughs) Anyone else? (laughs) God, I haven't seen that since. I don't even know when. That was a long time ago. Good movie, I can, though. 
I can take it again. I can fail. <laughs> All right. So here's two for four. Now nah, this would be easy. How many Sith? Oh, we've done this one. It's the always two the, uh, there are. I'm not. I feel like I might have mixed these up somehow with the ones we did recently. So that doesn't count. Okay. It was just how what is Yoda, how many Sith does Yoda say there are? Always two there are. Oh, okay. Um Ooh. Alright, here we go. Here's two for fours. <laughs> what was Bail Organa's wife Brea's position on Alderaan? Hmm. I believe Leia actually says is what the answer is in Return of the Jedi. Queen? No. It's actually uh it's Minister of Music, Minister of the Arts, Minister of Education, Minister of Peace. Mm. I want to say maybe education, but I might be crossing streams with Battlestar Galactica and thinking of President Roslin. Um, when, when were we supposed to know this? When, when did this happen? I want to say this was in Return of the Jedi when Luke asks Leia, what do you remember of your mother? Oh, I might be wrong, but that's the only time I remember hearing much about uh, Leia's mom, Pale Organa's wife. Uh, I don't know if it was touched on anywhere else. These are all like prequel questions, though, but don't recall her. Oh, maybe it was Revenge of the Sith when um, Bail Organa offers to take Leia to Alderaan. I'm saying it's C or D minister of education or minister of peace. I don't, I'm not feeling music. Yeah. But uh, what's peace D? Uh, yeah. And then there's arts, but uh, of the arts. Hmm. Hmm. C or D man. Well, we didn't go C last time. So what you're saying is it's going to be D this time. <laughs> yeah. Go see. Oh, man. I don't know. Something about the peace one sounds right to me or, or is that going like it could be right? Okay. Minister of peace. I have no idea at yeah, all. Yeah, me neither. So you tell me, man. I'm, I'm leaving this one up to the commander. Let's go see. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Minister of Education. So I guess I wasn't really crossing streams with President <laughs> Roslin. Nice. <laughs> I always go see. <laughs> Why are they always? <laughs> I don't know. It's whatever we don't know, we just go see and it works. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're the best at trivia. <laughs> it's easy. That's easy. <laughs> oh, I just grabbed another one. We did four, but we're going to do fives, I guess. Uh, let's I, do it. I picked one up and I think we already did this one too, but let's see how good your memory is. I'm not afraid. Nice. <laughs> who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Oh, uh, who said that? Mm-hmm. I'm not giving the multiple choice. Uh, because you'd give me the answer, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Why is it always me? Well, you know, um, <laughs> I already know the answer just because it's from a character that I admire very much. Obi-Wan? Yeah. 
thanks for the hint because I was thinking it's got to be Qui Gon or Obi Wan. Yeah, the choices were Grand Moff Tarkin, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, or I mean Obi Wan and Luke Skywalker. Guess what letter Obi Wan Kenobi was? C. C. Yep. C. What is up with that, dude? I think we'll just we're gonna cheat trivia from now on. We're just gonna say C for everything, and we'll maybe get seventy five percent right. There you go. <laughs> Already clone army. Hope you enjoyed trivia. We always do, even though some of them are super easy. It's still fun. Right. And um, you can get in on the fun by uh, contacting us, you know, with your trivia questions or your thoughts and comments. Um, we definitely been reading them and taking them into account. I think did it was it Commander uh, Fox that suggested we talk about these um, the Umbra arc. Uh, yes, Commander Fox emailed us. I think it was after we had already decided to do it. Was like, hey, it would be cool to hear you guys talk about Umbara. And wow. I was like, yeah, we're gonna be so <laughs> nice. I like, uh, yeah, Commander Fox. Keep keep the ideas coming. It's it's always fun to hear from you. Yeah, and there's a couple more um, that we're planning to do in the future. So thank you, everyone who who takes the time out of their day to you know send a little thought our way or review us we got a couple more reviews up on itunes and those are awesome um thank you for those you can contact us at clonearmyradio at gmail.com send us an email with your thoughts or you know we're on twitter at clone army radio or uh, instagram at clone army radio so that's how you can contact us now and get in on the fun so i hope to hear from you soon thank you right on and also little shout to rural farm boy on twitter if you want to hit us with some more trivia we're always we're always ready for it man so we're putting out the call (laughs) right and thank you for putting us on those lists that he always puts us on weekly that for what he's listening to Mm -hmm. so those are awesome i appreciate that very much thank you absolutely and on that note we will catch y'all next week for some more umbara May the Schwartz be with you. I was about to say, like, did we do any Spaceballs yet? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I feel like that was the first Spaceballs thing right there. I know. It feels real Spaceballs light on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. All right. Thank you. Merchandising. Admiral Viet. Heat pack or ice pack? Ice pack. Bath or shower? Bath. Treat or prevent? Both. Nurtec ODT Remedjapant 75 milligrams is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines in adults. The choice is yours. Don't take if you're allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety, prescribing, and patient information, visit nurtec.com. Talk to your doctor about Nurtec ODT.